Hi, thank you for joining me. My name is John Newby. This is John 2028 Apologetics and Lion and the Lamb podcast. And today's podcast, I'm going to kind of carry over a series that I started in end of July, which I said I'd pull one of these out every so often, which is about uh, Jesus is God. I think that's a, a, obviously a soteriology issue. It's a salvational issue. It's a must for salvation. And so I find it extremely important. The deity of Christ is one of my favorite um, subjects in theology uh, or the doctrine of the Trinity. It's one of my, it's probably my favorite. Um, and I'm no shape or form a Greek scholar, but I am a Greek student, Koine Greek student, and it's the original language of the New Testament. And uh, I do have a, some grasp and understanding of the language. And as I've started studying and learning it, um, I'm teaching myself, so I'm kind of stuck at a few spots, but I'm going to get through it. I got Bill Muntz's book. Um, it's helping out some. But uh, I'm more of a personal guy. I need like a teacher in front of me. That's that's how I learn. But So I'm having to learn for a completely different way, but that's so be it. Um, but I, I heard a Greek uh, scholar say that learning to read the New Testament and its original language, Koine Greek, is like kissing your bride without the veil over her lips. And that is a fantastic analogy. And it's how I have experienced learning um, the, the language from what I know. I got about maybe about 800 to 1,000 word vocabulary and uh, reading the New Testament. And there are parts of the New Testament when you read it and then you read it in your original language, the English doesn't carry over the uh, the true, I wouldn't say not true, but it doesn't carry as much as a punch as you would think. And we're going to go over one of those verses here in a second. Um, but I, I suggest and I recommend that you do try to learn some of the language, at least how to, to sound out the words and to to have some type of um, understanding of the language. God picked that language for a reason. God picked that language for a reason. It was common tongue around then. Um, the, Jesus does read from the LXX. So that does, that's Greek Septuagint. So he obviously knew how to read Greek. Uh, I think that that's, that's important. And this is the language that God decided, or the Holy Spirit decided to have the New Testament written in. There's a reason. So God ordained this language for a reason. Not only was it a popular uh, language that could be spread around from the from the area of the world that it was in, but it, it's also a very deep language. Very deep. Like English is is uh not doesn't doesn't carry the same type of emphasis in certain situations or emotions that you would generally want to apply. Like for instance, if I tell my, one of my best friends I love them, I would use the same word to my wife. Love. But in Greek, in Koine Greek, you know, there's agape love, there's eris love, there's filio love, which means brotherly love, friendship love. Like those types of, there's a, there's the same word and it means the same place from inside you in your heart, but it's addressing a different subject. And that's, I think that's a fantastic example of how Koine Greek needs to be looked at. And then you need to uh, also maybe get a Bible in a linear version where it has the Greek and the English next to it, so you can understand and, and see where it's going. 
and get as strong as accordance with the definition of the words. So that's what we're going to be looking at here. You just go to Google and go to uh, uh, Bible Hub. Bible Hub has it. Uh, you just you know, just go to the Greek version. That's it. It's one of the. It's on the second row. It's like the third word to the right. All right, and then or then another good one is uh, netbible.org, where it has the Hebrew and the English. You gotta you, you gotta use their translation, which is net two. But then it'll have on the right side of the screen, it'll have uh, the Hebrew and the English. And that's what we're gonna go over here real quick. Is we're gonna we're gonna you know this I'm bringing this up because of the Christmas season Emmanuel. All right, there there cats out of the back Emmanuel. So we look at it, we read it in Matthew one twenty three. So it says, Behold, the virgin in womb will hold and will bear a son, and they will call the name of him Emmanuel, which is being translated with us God. So it's it's in the Koine Greek sentence structure. So it sounds kind of choppy, but that's what it says in the Koine Greek. Behold, the virgin, I'll read it one more time. Behold, the virgin in womb will hold and will bear a son, and they will call the name of him Emmanuel, which is being translated with us God. Okay? All right, so um, St. Matthew is is quoting Isaiah 7. Isaiah seven fourteen. Now, I can't read the Hebrew, <laughs> but I can, I'll read the English version from the uh, NET, the NET 2. This is the NET 2 translation. So he's quoting Isaiah seven fourteen. For this reason, the Lord himself will give you a confirming sign. Look, this young woman is about to conceive and will give birth to a son. You, young woman, will name him Emmanuel. Okay, all right. So then when we go to the uh, the Greek here, this is what it's important. So it most translations like the, uh, the NASB or the ESV. So let's go to the ESV real quick. ESV is a very popular translation. Behold, I'm going to keep repeating myself, but you're going to understand why. Because it sounds good. It's saying Jesus is God here, right? Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And it says parentheses, which means God with us. All right. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty uh, strong verse about the deity of Christ in English. Okay, but this is Christmas and Emmanuel is a popular uh, phrase or name or title that's used about Jesus during the Christmas season. And since we're um, you know, during Christmas or a day or two after Christmas, we're going to look at what it is in Greek. And now you're going to experience what I'm talking about. Yes, you just kissed your bride, but let's remove the veil. Okay. All right. Now we're going to go back to the Bible hub and it's going to be in English with, but excuse me. Yeah, it's going to have the English sentence structure, but in the order of the sentence structure of Greek and it's going to be choppy again. And then we're going to look at the very end. We're going to read it one more time. Behold, the virgin in womb will hold and will bear a son and they will call the name of him Emmanuel, which is being translated with us, God. But now go to Google, go to Bible Hub, and type in Matthew one twenty three, and look at the Greek. There is the word ho, the definite article in front of God. 
So now let's translate it from Greek properly. Behold, the virgin in the womb will hold and will bear a son, and they will call the name of him Emmanuel, which being translated is with us is the God. So with us is the God. With us is the God. So now you're seeing a perfect prime example, or you're hearing a perfect prime example of how the Greek brings more of a punch. Now, yes, it's the Word of God. It's being translated in English. Yes, the NASB, the ESB, the King James are the Word of God. I do see, however, this is where there's a reason why it was written in Koine Greek. The English translations don't flow as well as this, in my opinion. And I'm just someone who is a amateur student of the Greek. And I can already see this or read this. So what, what sounds more... They both, they both say Jesus is deity. They both say Jesus is theos or God. Where we get the, 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 the word theology from, which means the study of God, theo, theos. When it has, however, the definite article in front of God, and this is first century Jews writing this, monotheistic Jews writing, mono, singular, Belief in one, monotheistic Jews, Matthew, writing this about Jesus. He's not, and this also is being applied to the, to the um, hypostatic union, the two natures of, of Jesus, where he was fully God and fully man. Did you catch it? Behold the virgin, Mary, in womb will hold and bear a son, Boy, a child, a son, a boy. And they, so he's calling him a son. Calling him a little baby. It's a nature. And his other nature is the God. Hypostatic union. Fully God and fully man. He came onto earth as fully God and fully man. Hypostatic union. Two natures. So, I'm I'm trying to encourage you. There might be some people on here that listen to this podcast that don't understand how important it is about the deity of Christ. How it literally relies on your soul. And John, Jesus says, unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. He's quoting himself as in Exodus 3 as Yahweh. If you don't if you don't believe that you will die in your sins. Now obviously as you read the entirety of scripture all of soteriology has other things in it as well like you have to believe he bodily rose and and apostle Paul addresses a lot of this stuff. Okay? This is extremely important though. And some Christians struggle with this. Oh, is Jesus just a lesser god or is he um you know, was he created? God's not created. The God is not created. The God is eternal. Jesus is eternal. And we're talking about 
Christmas here where he is. It doesn't matter if he, that's his real birth date or not or Christmas trees or any of the other stuff. Okay? We're talking about the living God, the God, Ho Theos, being born from a virgin as a son that she will bear. And it translates. And Matthew is clearly quoting Isaiah 7. Now on my podcast, it's not always doom and gloom. I want to uh, make a... Uh, I want to bring to your attention of something that's good. It's always talking about, you know, transgenders and the world's falling apart, world's dying, all this other stuff. And it seems to be uh, a lot of people like my uh, Jordan Peterson segments. <laughs> so, so we're going to get away from Jordan Peterson a little bit and uh, doom and gloom. And there is something to, um, there's some good news here. Once again, this is a this is an article that came out. Once again, Americans rank Christmas as their favorite holiday. And half of U.S. adults plan on attending religious services this season. 60% of uh, 1,100 American adults polled between December 19th and 21st say Christmas is one of our nation's most important holidays, up from 59% in 2001. Yes, I don't care if it's just a 1% increase. When you're talking 380 million people, do the math. Right? Christmas has consistently been rated the most important holiday by Americans, usually followed by the 4th of July and Thanksgiving. But this year, however, Veterans Day jumped into second place. What a fantastic um, observation that our country is, is acknowledging our veterans. Amen. Amen. Awesome. I didn't even see that part until I just read it with you. Half of 50% of adults say they plan to attend a religious service this holiday, an increase from 44% from last year. What a fantastic increase. Fantastic. 6% increase. And we're talking millions of people. By racial category, blacks are 59% more likely than whites, 48%, and other minorities, 52%, to attend religious services during the holiday season. By political affiliation, Republicans, 70% are more likely than Democrats, 60%, and unaffiliated voters of 52% to believe Christmas is one of the nation's most important holidays. So black Republicans are carrying the torch. Another Rasmussen poll found the majority of Americans still believe Jesus Christ, not Santa, is a reason for the Christmas season. Wow. Out of the 1,000 U.S. American adults polled between December 8th and 12th, 57% believe Christmas should be more about Jesus Christ than about Santa. Only 22% put Santa first. And 20 are undecided. It got as high as 76% in 2012. So it's down a little bit. Or not a little bit. It's down a lot. But it seems to be trending back up. This is fantastic news. So. 
I wanted to, like I said in my podcast in July, it's Jesus is God. If you want, if you are new to my podcast, my podcast, praise God, all glory to him is growing and I'm getting more and more listeners and subscribers. And I really, really, really appreciate y'all very much. If you want to go back and listen to some of my old podcasts, um, you know, a lot of them are into the chronological order of history, like something that's going on at that time. So you might have already developed an opinion, so they might not be as useful. But the one about Jesus is God is is uh is uh, still there. It's at the end of July, and I wanted to add to that, just like I said I would, and I'm tied into Christmas. But I wanted to give you thanks for listening. And I wanted to tell you that I appreciate you and that I hope you had a Merry Christmas and I hope you have a Happy New Year and we're going to end in prayer. So if you want to bow your heads or close your eyes or if you're not, if you're driving, don't close your eyes, of course, but uh, just say it with your heart. Okay. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this podcast and thank you for allowing me to be a tool that the Holy Spirit wills to reach people my brothers and sisters in Christ, and people who need you as well, and to glorify you and to glorify what your eternal son did for sin and what he brought for salvation, which is the blood of the lamb. And dear Heavenly Father, we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit that this podcast reach somebody who needs to hear this. And if they have any questions for them to find someone, a man or woman of God that can answer their questions or if they feel led to contact me at newbie5593 at gmail.com. And dear Lord, we thank you for sending your only son for the Holy Spirit to give Mary the God, Ho Theos, and Matthew, and for him to die and rise again for our sins and for us to have eternal life through his salvation. We are truly unworthy. And happy birthday, Jesus. We love you. And we pray for this new year to continue and for us to find opportunities to worship and to praise the triune God. And I pray for salvation and strength for my friends and family who need them and my enemies. Heavenly Father, we pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening.